0: Amen. You guys can take a seat. Okay. Here we go. Hey, here's how this morning is going to look. It's a little bit different, which I meant to tell you guys before, but I forgot. We're all human and we make mistakes. So we had a little bit longer time of worship, which I love I love worshiping. I love being able to sing and declare truths about who God is. It's so sweet. And then in just a few moments, probably in the next eight to 10 minutes, we're going to be in here. And then after that, we're going to dismiss you guys to solo time. And when we dismiss you guys, you guys will just find an area around camp. We're going to kind of give you small camp boundaries, meaning you're not going into Meadow Ranch. You're not going down the lake trail. You're not going back to your cabins, but you're going to find a space around camp to just sit and be in God's word, just you and the word of God, to be able to pray and process and ask the Lord what it is that he has for you this morning from his word. So um, in, if you have your Bible, Bibles, open up to Psalm 19. If you don't have your Bibles for this morning, here's what we'll do. We are not going to be in here long, so you can just like look over to your friend next to you. And then when I dismiss you guys, make sure you grab a Bible uh, from the lead counselor so that you have it for solo time and you don't have to go all the way back to your cabins. Um, so Psalm 19. Nick mentioned this last night, right? As David says, more to be desired are they, as he's talking about the words of God. Um, And so I just want to read this chapter to you because it's very, very sweet. And you guys are going to get the opportunity to do what this chapter is talking about here. So David starts out in Psalm 19.1 and he says this. He says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. In other words, you can look out at creation and you can see the glory of God. David begins by praising God for revealing himself in his created world. In verse 2, it says, Day to day pours out speech. And night to night reveals knowledge, right? So day to day, as you look at creation, creation is pouring out speech and declaring the glory of God, revealing knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words, the end of the world." In them he has sent sorry in them he has set a tent for the sun which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber and like a strong man runs its course with joy its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them and there is nothing hidden from them so in these first 6 verses David is praising God for revealing himself in his creation right we can look around we can look at the trees we can look out over the lake and see these giant mountains and we can see and acknowledge that there is a creator And that this is creator is big, and that he is intentional, that he is creative, that everything has a purpose, right? It's not chaotic, it's orderly. And then in verse 7, David shifts his praise, and he begins to praise God for revealing himself in his written word. And it says this, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. So there's about seven different ways here that David is describing the word of God. And I think that maybe some of us don't view the word of God like this. Right? How many of us right there in verse 7 would look at the word and say, man, the law of the Lord is perfect. God's word is perfect. Why? Because we have a difficult time looking around in our environments around us and pointing to something that is a really great example of perfection. Right? It doesn't exist. We live in a world that's chaotic and painful, and many of you guys have experienced difficulties and trials, and maybe you're experiencing that right now. And so it's difficult for you as you approach the Word of God to go, man, the law of the Lord is perfect. It revives the soul, and yet it is. When our souls are troubled and broken and we're in chaos and pain, reviving means to renew, bring new life to our souls. The testimony of the Lord is sure. It's making wise the simple. simple. What does it mean that the, that the testimony of the Lord is sure? It is certain. It's reliable. It is true. right? God's word is rooted in God's character. And so if God's character is true and trustworthy and righteous, then his words are true and trustworthy and righteous. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, bringing joy to the heart. In 1 Peter 1, it talks about a living hope. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And so in a world that is painful, in a world that is chaotic, we can have joy. The words of God bring joy to our heart because we have a living hope, because we have a living Savior. Right? Do you see these things? It goes on, it says the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And this is how David sums it all up. He sums up the word of God with these two things. He says the rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, meaning that in them there is no error. In them, there is no fault because God is incapable of error. God is incapable of lying. So again, the words of God are rooted in the character of God. And in verse 10, and this is what Nick shared last night, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. And when David says they, what is he talking about? Well, what did he just write about? He just wrote about the words of God for the last four verses. Right? So when he says this, more to be desired are they, more to be desired are the words of God than gold, even much fine gold. And you guys may sit here and you go, yeah, but like what value is gold? Right? Like gold's kind of like far off from like societally what we would say is valuable, kind of. But in your life, what is the most valuable thing to you? What is the thing that you go, I cannot live without fill in the blank? Right? Right? And so for you and I, if all we had was Jesus, if all we had was the words of God, would that be enough for you? Can you honestly say that God's word is to be desired above everything else in your life? And in verse 11, "'Moreover by them, is your servant warned, in keeping them there is great reward.'" So what we're going to do and why I share this passage with you guys, for those of you, when you're about to go to solo time, that you go, man, I don't know where I would start. I don't know what I would read. This is a really, really, really awesome chapter to read because... A lot of reasons, but one, in just a moment, you'll be able to actually sit in God's creation. You'll be able to sit in what David is talking about in verses one through six. You'll be able to look up at the trees and over at the lake and at the mountains and see the very thing that he is describing when he says that the heavens declare the glory of God and that the sky above proclaims his handiwork. You will get to see and look at the creation of God that he created all things. And then while you're doing that, you will sit in the word of God. You will sit there as you're looking out over the lake and then you will look and turn your eyes to the text and say, God, what does your word say about yourself? And if you do know what you want to go study, that's awesome. You don't have to read this. That's okay. You can read something else. But I want to give you guys something as a prompt if you're like, man, I don't know where I would even begin. And as you are out in your solo time, pray and ask the Lord, Lord, would you reveal yourself to me through your word? What is it that I'm reading this morning that teaches me about who you are and then who I am in light of you? And then at 10.15, so you guys will have about 25 minutes by the time you get out there at 10 15 a bell is gonna ring and that will mean it's time for you guys to go back for cabin breakouts and then a bell will ring again for rec chapel so let me pray for your time god would you be with us this morning lord as we go out in the various areas around camp god and we spend quiet time with just you god in your word Lord, and I pray and I ask for these students, God, and these counselors and youth pastors even, God, that this time would be refreshing, God, that this time would be encouraging, God, just as your word says. Lord, we're thankful that your your word is perfect and that it revives our soul. God, we're thankful that your word makes us wise. God, we're thankful that your word brings joy to our heart. And so, Father, I pray for my friends in this space, God, who maybe don't view the word of God this way. Lord, I pray that this morning God, they would have a right understanding of who you are, a holy, holy, holy God. And that we have the incredible privilege and ability to know you. And, God, as we seek your word, as we go to your word, Lord, would you reveal more of who you are, God, more of your character to us. And in turn, Lord, would we love you more and more. God, we pray these things in your name. Amen.